Good morning. Welcome to the house of God this morning. Trust you all came with expectant hearts to hear what God has. So I'm looking forward to being under the teaching of the word again today. For devotional this morning, my mind went to the topic of thanks and giving thanks. I know it's not Thanksgiving Day, but you don't have to wait till then to be thankful. So the title I gave it is, In Everything Give Thanks, and that's from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So I was saying, what does it mean to give thanks? Webster's definition of thanks is an expression of gratitude a public acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness, a prayer expressing gratitude to God. Well, it's interesting that two of the definitions they gave um, refer to one, one divine goodness and also gratitude to God, even from a fairly secular dictionary. So just thinking about giving thanks, when do we give thanks? It says, in everything, and I think that would imply all the time. Our condition is never so bad that there's not at least something that we can give thanks for, because in nearly every situation it could be worse, which means we can give thanks that it isn't worse. So that in everything, give thanks. And sometimes it's easy to give thanks. You know, when something good comes away, when something nice happens, we can be thankful for it. Someone does us a favor, we can be thankful. Or if we see God working in our lives in a way that is um, benefiting to us and we can see it clearly, you know, we're thankful for that many times. But I don't think we should wait until we can clearly see the outcome of any situation to decide whether or not we're going to give thanks for it. Because sometimes there could be things in our lives that we don't see any good come from it. Yet even in that, I think that falls into the category of everything that we're supposed to give thanks in. Through pain, suffering, calamities even death, in every situation you find yourself in, look for something to give thanks about. In Romans, it talks about, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And if all things truly do work together for good, then that's something we can be thankful of, regardless of the circumstance. If we know that it's going to work together for good, then we can be thankful for that. It only makes sense. It only makes sense to give thanks for things that will work together for good. And we'll get back to some of that a little later. Why should we give thanks? 
Well, one reason is because it is God's will, just like it says there in 1 Thessalonians. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That in itself should be enough reason to give thanks, but sometimes it seems we come up with other excuses and when it's not the most convenient to give thanks. Another reason that we should give thanks is because it is a resource that helps us. It's a tool that helps us through um, difficulty, through any circumstance. It aids us in our walk of faith. There's a um, couple references in giving of thanks. One is in Ephesians, Ephesians 5, where it says, Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. That's just showing there is a right way to use our words, and there is a wrong way. The wrong way is the foolish talking and jesting and all that. It says, but rather giving of thanks. And many times our words, verbalizing our thanks, is a good way to express it, that others can see us expressing it. And it helps reaffirm it in our own heart more than just telling God in private that we're thankful for something. But to actually express that, express our thanks for God to others that they can know. And that is part of what makes it a tool is that it um, it helps us to realize more when we have to express it how we have something to be thankful for. <clears throat> There's another verse in Ephesians. I might turn to it. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. Backing up a little bit um, in verse 19, it says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there again, this reiterates that thing that there's always something to give thanks for, and not just something, but everything always for all things. That doesn't leave much out of the picture. I think we all know what all things mean. It just includes everything. So suppose something terrible happens. Let's say our house burns down. Are we supposed to thank God that our house burned down? Or if someone is sick, maybe a lifelong sickness, are they supposed to be thankful for that? Well, I think there is a place for that. If you consider even the life of someone like um, Fanny Crosby, who is blind all of her life, for us looking on, you know, years down the road, we can see the tremendous inspiration that her life has been to many others. To the point where we could almost say, well, she should have been thankful for her blindness because that was the um, 
it was through that that she had the ability to minister to so many others in that way. But now, for her, in her blindness, I don't know if she could have um, seen all that it, all the fruit it would yield down the road. But I don't think we need to wait till we see the end result of the good that may come before we set in our hearts to give thanks. <clears throat> and, you know, maybe it's our house may burn down. There may not be anything that we see to give thanks for in that. You know, it's just a loss. But even in that, I think God uses those things to refine our affections that we can see more clearly the things that are temporal and the things that are eternal. And if it takes something like that to get our attention, to refine our affections, then we should even in that be thankful that God is working in our lives. And just like it says, all things work together for good. And if we want that good in our lives, we want God's best, we have to let him orchestrate our lives. And when he does orchestrate our lives, we should be thankful for his leading. Whatever it is, any circumstance, any and every circumstance, regardless of the pain, there needs to be a, a trust in knowing that he is working it out for good and that because of that we can be thankful. <clears throat> and many times, in times like that, it takes faith to trust his hand. There's a song that came to mind as I was studying this that I think it says it very well. It's a verse out of the song, The Sands of Time, this verse isn't in our songbooks, but it says, With mercy and with judgment, my web of time he wove. And A, or yes, is what that means, and A, the dews of sorrow were lustered by his love. I'll bless the hand that guided. I'll bless the heart that planned. When throned where glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. So it's saying the, the hand that is throned in Emmanuel's land, which is God's hand. That hand that guides, that heart that planned. It says, I'll bless that hand, I'll bless that heart. And that is an important aspect of being thankful, is to learn to see God's hand at work in our lives and being thankful for that. Because if we wait until we see all the good that came out of whatever trial, whatever loss we may have went through. If we wait till we see the good for it, we may never get around to thanking God for it. But if we give thanks when it happens, knowing that it happened for good by God's leading, then we can be a thankful people. <clears throat> and that hand that is throned in heaven is truly weaving our web of time. I mentioned earlier that giving thanks is a resource, a tool that can help us through difficult circumstances. You know, the more familiar we are with a tool, 
the more useful it is to us. If there's a tool that you really don't know how to use, it's just some strange-looking device that I'm sure it has a place and a time, but I don't know how to use it. It will probably just sit in the toolbox and hardly ever get used. But if it's something we use frequently and we're very familiar with and we know all of its features and all of its usefulness, it will get used often. And there's many times and places where we can use it. And just like that, with thankfulness, if you use it frequently and in every situation, we will know how to use it when the greater need comes, when we don't see his plan. And because of that, we should cultivate a heart of thankfulness in every situation, through the little things of life, every little detail, things that people do for us, things that God does for us, even things that we may sometimes take for granted and not realize the blessing it is to us. If there's ever a time when we should for sure be thankful, it's when we can see the blessing that it is. Like even something as simple as just having good health. You know, we can see the blessing of that and it's very apparent in our life. And so then for sure we should be thankful. It's the times when it's not so easy to see it that it's harder to be thankful. But if we have cultivated that heart of thankfulness, it's easier to find um, ways to thank God for his leading. There's some various references to being thankful in the scriptures, and one that I thought of was King David. He knew the power of giving thanks and of praising God through every situation, and he appointed the sons of Asaph to give thanks. It says he appointed them to stand every morning and every evening and give thanks and to praise the Lord. So every morning and evening. And then years later, when Solomon built the temple, he brought in the sons of Asaph and all the Levites to work in the temple. And he gave the, the Levite, or the sons of Asaph, a charge to do just that, to give thanks to the Lord and to praise him. I'd like to read a couple of verses there in that account. Um, it's in Second Chronicles five. Verse 12, it says, Also the Levites, which were the singers of all them of Asaph, of Heman, of Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. So I don't know how many singers and trumpeters there were there, but they had harps and cymbals and all sorts of stuff. It says, and it came to pass as the trumpeters and singings, when the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, 
for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. And there is a very clear picture of when the people lifted up their voice and thanked the Lord, which for them there they had um, reason to be thankful. I mean, they could see what God had done. He had just built this house. Um, Solomon had got that together and they built the house. And so they had reason, you know, they could see something they were giving thanks for. But it was just interesting that it was at the time when they lifted up their voice and publicly gave thanks. That's when the smoke filled the house, which says later there that was the glory of the Lord that had filled that house. And I think that is a resource that David realized and used many times in his um, lifetime and then even here in Solomon dedicated the temple. That is when the glory of the Lord came, is when they gave thanks. So that was just an interesting account there of of giving of thanks and what it can do. And I think it is likewise a significant resource for us. We may not realize the power and the strength we receive when we lift up our voice and give thanks. We may think we're encouraging someone else in giving thanks. But more than that, I think it does something for us and brings power and the Spirit of the Lord to our own life. A couple other things I might read here yet in relation to giving of thanks. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I think that is an important part of what um, that keeping our hearts and minds and that peace of God comes through being careful for nothing and giving thanks. It's when we give thanks and when we're careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication, that's when the peace that passes all understanding keeps our hearts. Um then in Colossians chapter 2, in chapter 2, verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. That again ties into faith, having faith and abounding in faith with thanksgiving and being able to be thankful through every circumstance. And also in Colossians 3, um, verse 15, 
And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. There again is that thing of giving thanks, and it's right in the um, context of letting the word of Christ dwell in us and teaching and admonishing one another. And I think it's fair to say that it's implying that we give thanks publicly, just like we teach and admonish one another. We give thanks to each other for what God is working in our lives. And one more reference yet in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13, verse 15. It says, By him, speaking of Christ, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to our God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Because it calls it a sacrifice of praise, that continual giving thanks. I think it is a very worthy sacrifice that we give God, one that he is well pleased with. So I think it is good to thank others for things they have done, but primarily our thanks should be to God for what he has done for us. And not just in our own private worship or in our own um, quiet time, but also expressed publicly, publicly to others. Because in doing that, it, it does build faith both in ourselves and in others. And I think it is giving thanks and living a thankful life is one of the defining marks of a Christian. When others look on and they see a thankful person that can be thankful through every situation no matter what the weather's doing or what their um, circumstances are it speaks of Christ's um, peace that he gives that peace that passes all understanding so I guess that's all I had for this morning it's just an encouragement to be a thankful people God bless